Hey, good morning, Real Life family and friends. Uh, it's good to be together again today. And this Sunday, we have a special guest speaker, Cindy Mendoza from Cindy's Hope uh, in Africa, who's doing a great job of following the calling of God on her life to establish schools and using those schools as an avenue to preach the gospel, to reach children for the Lord, and to raise them up. And so uh, we're welcoming her uh, this Sunday, and we're also encouraging you to pray about making a donation to Cindy's Hope. Uh, she's trying to raise $15,000 to put in a new kitchen in one of the schools that helps provide food for children, 200 children every single day. And uh, if you've seen some pictures lately of what we've been putting out there, uh, there's just really, uh, it doesn't even look like a, a real kitchen is what they have now. So uh, if, it put, if God puts on your heart to make a donation, uh, you can make that donation to Real Life. Just make sure that we know it's for Cindy's Hope, uh, and we will make sure that she gets that money, okay? So today, anyway, I'm going to be sharing uh, a short message on Romans chapter 10 about faith. Uh, because uh, we weren't able to get a uh, Cindy uh, to do her message on, you know, ahead of time for you online. So I'm going to do an, an extra bonus message. And if you were with us on Sunday um, and and you were there with Cindy, uh, you know that I, I I mentioned this as well there to be able to just watch this extra message on faith. So I'm really encouraged to give you this message on faith, and it's entitled "Faith Speaks." All right, faith speaks. Faith says something. And it really is birthed out of what God put in my heart uh, from Romans chapter 10. Uh, several weeks ago, I was looking forward to doing this message at some point. So Romans chapter 10 talks about the difference between living um, under the law, which is doing, us doing something, and faith, which is different than doing. Faith is saying something. All right. So when we are under the law, we are under this uh, obligation to obey the law and to do, do, do. But no one is able to do that, as I mentioned last week in this online message. But faith is different. Faith is putting trust in what Jesus has already done, and it's confessing faith in him. It's trusting that he's already done it. So we're not running around doing, we are actually proclaiming and saying uh, out of the faith that has arised in our hearts, and this changes everything. So let me just give you a couple of verses here. Romans chapter 10, uh, verses starting in verse uh, 5. I want to read this for you. It says, Moses describes in this way the righteousness that is by law, which I was just talking about. The man who does these things will live by them. But righteousness that is by faith says... Okay, so the law does, but faith says. <clears throat> and it says this, Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from, earth, from, the, from heaven. Or who will descend into the, de depth, or the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. In other words, faith, doesn't, faith isn't something so difficult and impossible that we need to bring Christ down from heaven or raise Christ up from the dead. That's not what faith is saying. But it says, uh, but what does it say? It says this, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming. So faith is not an impossible thing to have. Uh, in fact, um, Paul is quoting Moses when he says, no, 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 it's not difficult. It's not impossible. It's not like you're raising Christ from the dead. It's not like you're pulling Christ down from heaven. This faith is not impossible. Listen, it's near you. 
It's right there in your mouth. And this is the word of faith we're proclaiming. And then Paul goes on to say, this is what it is. This is what we're proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth, right here, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what faith is. That's how easy it is. That's how near it is to you. It's right in your mouth. And if you'll open your mouth and declare your belief in Jesus Christ, and you say, and you confess with your mouth, with your breath, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He goes on to say, first, with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So all of the promises of God that we see through Christ are received by faith. And faith speaks. All right? When we hear the word of God, we, we, and we, we begin to believe the word of God, that's what faith is. But once we believe it, then we start to say it. And once we say it, we start to experience it. Okay? So faith is believing and that belief causes us to speak or proclaim or confess. And once we confess, that also then begins to produce the salvation, right? We confess and are saved. It goes on to say, as the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Anyone who has faith in him will not be put to shame. God is worthy of your faith. He is faithful with your faith in him. You will never be put to shame by trusting in Him, believing in Him, and relying on Him. It says, For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Every one of us, when we call on the Lord in faith, for whatever that is, will be saved. Remember the word saved means more than forgiven of our sins. It certainly means that, but it also means to be delivered. It means to be healed. It means to be rescued. And so we get to call on the name of Jesus with faith by professing with our mouth that we believe in him, we are trusting in him as our savior, as our redeemer, as our healer, as our deliverer, as our provider, as our counselor, and as we the belief and the faith through which we are speaking, those words then begin to release that answer, that deliverance, that healing that we're calling on God for. Amen? So faith speaks. Instead of trying to earn our salvation or earn our healing or earn a breakthrough by doing religious activities or trying to do more to please God, faith, rather, believes and trusts and strives to continue to believe and trust in God. And as we are doing that, we are speaking it out. We're confessing that. We're proclaiming the promises of God. One of my favorite uh, scripture verses that really encapsulates this, and I quote often, is 2 Corinthians 1.20. It says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes. They are yes in Christ. And so through Him, the amen, I agree, the amen is spoken by us. Right? To the glory of God. And so, even though the, God is faithful to His Word, we need to believe His Word and then begin to proclaim it and confess it and say amen to His Word. And that's what faith does. So there's almost like a, a, a cycle um, of activity that surrounds faith that I want to just kind of walk you through. First of all, 
The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, later in this chapter, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. So it goes without saying, doesn't it? That for you to hear the message, someone needs to say it. Someone needs to speak it. I'm speaking it right now. I'm speaking God's word to you. And as you're listening to it, as you're hearing it, if you're choosing to lean into it and believe it, that's faith. Faith comes to you when you hear the word of the message of Christ. But someone's speaking it. Well, I'm speaking it right now. Or you could be reading it or you could be listening to it. Uh, on an audio tape or your, your iPhone, or you could be reading the Bible yourself, or you could be listening to this message right now, but someone is speaking the Word of God. The Word of God is going forth. And when it goes forth through whatever avenue that is, when you hear it, you have the choice to believe it or to not believe it, right? So faith comes when you hear it and you believe in it, okay? So that's kind of the, the first step here is hearing the message. So eventually, you and I need to be these, these uh, preachers of the good news, the sharers of the good news, the proclaimers of the good news, sharing the word of God, because when we share it, some who hear will believe. And everyone who believes will be saved, will be delivered. Healings come because someone's preaching about the fact that Jesus is a healer. And that he's healed in the past and he'll heal today. And some people believe it and they receive healing, right? Uh, deliverance comes when people hear that Jesus can deliver them. That they don't have to be bound by this sin any longer. They don't have to live in this uh, addiction their whole life. That their cause is not a lost cause, but God can heal them. God can deliver them. God can break that chain off their life. And so when someone starts to preach like that, someone starts to share the promises of God, some people hear it and believe it. And faith comes and they put their trust in God. They call out to God and say, God, if you delivered them, you can deliver me. God, deliver me from this sin. Deliver me from this bondage. And the Holy Spirit shows up and snaps that chain, right? It begins this process of freedom and redemption and restoration, right? And so we are the proclaimers of the good news of what Jesus has done. Jesus went forth and he healed all who came to him. People with severe cases of illnesses, diseases, bound by Satan, uh, uh, filled with demons. He cast demons out. He healed people of all sicknesses and diseases. He healed the lame, the, the death, uh, all situations that came to him. Be and, and so when we share that with people, faith arises in us and we, we realize, man, if God is the same, Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever, then he can do that for me today. And we say, amen to that. We say, yes, I agree. And then we start to confess that and we start to trust in him. And then God shows up, right? His word is activated by our faith and it changes the circumstances around us. Amen. So faith speaks, say something, right? If you believe it, say it, say it over yourself. And say to other people. But anyway, as we're hearing the word of, of the message of God, Romans 10, 17 says that's where faith comes from, hearing the message, right? And so the next kind of step in this is that in 2 Corinthians 4, 13, it says, it is written, I believed, faith came to my heart. I believed, therefore I spoke. I have spoken. So once faith comes into our hearts, we got to speak it. Okay, with that same spirit of faith, it says, we also believe and therefore speak. So first we hear and then faith comes. 
Second, that faith then percolates right up and out of our mouth and we begin to speak. Even our very salvation, the forgiveness of our sins, our born-again experience is based on a faith, a belief inside of our heart that percolates and comes out of our mouth and we literally confess that Jesus is Lord. We say it. We believe it first and then we say it. And once we say it, the Bible says we're saved. We confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. We believe in our heart, God raised him from the dead, and we are saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord is saved. Salvation comes through faith, speaking it out, okay? So we hear, we believe, we speak. And once we speak, we experience the hand of God, confession in Christ, and that results in salvation, Right? And so once we are saved, once we have that confession, then we begin to proclaim that good word to others as well. And James 2.18 says, Faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. So we also understand there's one more um, level of this. So faith is not just saying. Faith is the belief that comes from hearing God's word. Then it causes us to speak. It changes our vocabulary. It, it just comes out of our heart, right? Jesus says, whatever flows out of a, a person's mouth comes from their heart. Well, when there's faith in your heart, it's going to come out of your mouth. You're going to start trusting a God. You're going to start proclaiming God's promises. You're going to start believing he's your healer. He's your deliverer. He's your provider. He's, gonna, he's, he's with you, right? So you start to speak it. Once we start to speak it, we're activating that promise. We're saying amen to that promise that's got, that God through Christ has already given to us. And it releases the activity of God on our behalf. And salvation takes place. God's spirit shows up. God, God's word is activated, right? But in addition to that, that same belief that motivates or changes or spurs on our confession out of our mouth also moves our feet and our hands. Genuine, true faith results not in just us speaking, but us doing. And so the doing of the Christian life comes out of faith. It doesn't come out of, comes out of law. It doesn't come from duty. It doesn't come from trying to earn something from God. It comes from a genuine faith belief that affects our words and our actions. And James says, listen, it's just, it's not that you have to do these works to prove your faith. He's just saying, if your works aren't accompanying your faith. Your faith really isn't real. It's not genuine. It's just a religious thing that you're doing. But if your faith is real, it affects your life, how you speak and what you do. And faith without works is merely dead. It's not real faith. But when you have faith, when you really trust in God, it affects how we do what we do, right? And so, um, Psalm 116.10, going back to speaking, says, I believed, therefore I said. I believed, therefore I said. I can't stress enough that the word of God is meant to be a spoken word. Right? Um, didn't God say to uh, uh, Joshua, Joshua 1.9, he says, Do not let this law depart from your mouth. So speak it. But meditate on it day and night so that you'll be careful to do 
everything that's written in there, and then you will be prosperous and successful, right? So God says to Joshua, here's my instructions to you. You're taking over the leadership here of Moses. You got all these people. You're going to lead them into the promised land. And what did God tell them? Don't let the word of God uh, stop coming out of your mouth. So the word of God is meant to be spoken by us. And Psalm 116 says, I believed, I believed faith arose in my heart from the word of God. Therefore, I said it. Therefore, I spoke. Therefore, I'm speaking it out, right? Um, so Hebrews 4, uh, 2 and 3 uh, says this. The message that they heard was of no value to them. Now, this is going back to the story of the Israelites in the desert getting ready to take the promised land. This is the very first uh, generation that just came out of slavery. Within, um, you know, within a month, they were ready and perched to take take uh, possession of the promised land. Moses was there. They sent spies into the land. Remember that? And they were, they were ready. God had given them the land. God was behind them. God said, go take it, right? But it says this, in reflecting backwards, you know the story, that they didn't do it. They didn't believe. Ten out of the twelve spies came back with fear in their hearts. And they turned the people uh, against God. They, they turned the people into a spirit of doubt and fear. And then they didn't believe. They didn't trust God, and they incited the people to not want to take the land. And so Hebrews 4, 2 through 3 says, The message they heard was of no value to them, because those who heard did not combine it with faith. So God spoke to them through Moses that he has given them the land. They heard the message, but they didn't believe it. Because they heard the message and they didn't combine it with their belief, they lost the power of the message. The message did not happen for them. Now, we who have believed enter in to that rest. The rest is the promises of God for our life. It goes on to say, and yet his work, God's work, has been finished since the creation of the world. When Jesus was on the cross, we know his last words were, it is finished. He's not just talking about his life is finished. No, he's talking about the redemption and salvation and the restoration of mankind. Now through his sacrifice, it's done. It's finished. There's no, no longer any barrier between you and God. And there's nothing that can stop you from accessing the promises that God has in your life anymore. Except unbelief. Except what the Israelites did. They chose not to believe. Right? Hebrews 3.19 simply says this. So we see that they were not able to enter into the promised land because of their unbelief. They didn't believe. So when we hear the message of God, when we hear the word of God, we have a choice. There's kind of like two choices. One choice is to believe. And when we believe, that's called faith. And we're trusting in God. We're, we're, we're believing it. And then we start to speak it, we start to act it out, and God shows up and we enter into the promised land, right? The rest of God, the promises prevail. Or we don't believe it, and that's the end of it. So unbelief really is the, is the, uh, the enemy of faith. It's the opposite of faith. It's not trusting in God. It's not believing in God. It's not believing in His Word. And when we have unbelief, we certainly aren't confessing belief. 
We're not, we're not acting um, like we would if we believed. We're not speaking like we would. We don't. So we're not activating God's promises, not walking into his promises. We're filled with doubt, unbelief, and fear. And so Jesus came that you and I might have abundant life. And he constantly was challenging his listeners and you and me today to have faith in God, to trust in God and to trust into him, trust in him. And we can follow him. We can abide with him. We can walk into the good of what he has for each and every one of us. Romans uh, 1.16, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, who has faith. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness for, excuse me, from God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith. Our right standing with God, our salvation with God comes through faith. And every promise of God is released to us through that same faith. From first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. We come alive by trusting in God. Why? When we have faith in God, no matter what that is, whatever the issue is, whatever the promise of God is, we hear it and we begin to believe it. We have faith in it. Then we start to speak it. We start to activate it. We start to walk into it. And then we enter that promised land. We drive out the enemy from squatting on our right, rightful inheritance of health, you know, or peace or uh, unity or guidance or wisdom or, or whatever that is. We walk into that promised land. It's through faith. It's through faith. Faith is the power uh, that we, it is the, the key, right, for us to walk into salvation. And so I just want to remind you of some great stories in the Bible of those who practiced faith in God. Those who knew um, how to trust in the Lord and how God acted on their behalf. And in light of this, I want to challenge you to immerse yourself into the word of God, and into the presence of God. Faith comes from hearing the word of God and, and just being in God's presence. So I just want to challenge you in these days to just get real with God, to get yourself into his presence, get yourself into his word so that faith can arise and you can hear his voice and you can begin to speak out over your life and in the life of those around you, the will of God and, and the promises of God so we can activate that change that we're looking for, that the, the, the promised land that God has for each and every one of us. In Hebrews 11, chapter 6, it's kind of the, the famous faith chapter. There's some stories I want to touch on in there, but I just want to start by saying this verse. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11:6. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. And that he rewards those who diligently seek him. We must believe in God. We must believe that he's real uh, and that he exists and that he's here and his word is true and it's right and it's eternal and it's active and it's powerful. And he rewards those who go after him, who seek after him, who, who follow after him. And we must start with that. Faith is just trusting in God, believing in God, relying on God, and, and trusting and, and letting him do what only he can do. Does the Bible not say that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Whatever God did in the past, 
he can do today for you and for me. What he did in the lives of these that we read in the scriptures, he is still able to do today and is doing today when people have faith and trust in him. Moses knew about faith. When he raised his staff and God blew the Red Sea apart and the entire people of Israel, the nation of Israel, walked and marched through that, that split sea on dry land. And when those, the Egyptian army, the enemy of God's people, came to follow after, that same faith saw the waters recede and crash down and destroy the Egyptian army setting an entire nation free from their captors. They were swallowed up and defeated by the same sea that was the, the path of life for the Israelites. Joseph had faith, right? Even though he was betrayed by his own brothers, uh, God raised him up uh, in Potiphar's house. And then he was, again, um, he was accused of something he didn't do and sent to prison, but his faith remained in God, and God raised him up within the prison system. And then God raised him out of the prison by giving him the ability through his spirit to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. And God raised Joseph to the second in the land, only behind or under Pharaoh's power. And through that, through that calling that God had on Joseph's life, not only did he become the one who helped save his own family, his entire family from the famine, but God used him to save the entire known world at that time from that famine. And Joseph trusted in God, even when things were going against him, even when he was uh, falsely accused, even when he was betrayed, he remained faithful to God. He trusted in God and God brought salvation through him to him to his family, and to the world. Daniel knew of faith. His faith in God shut the mouths of the lions and kept him safe in the midst of certain death. And Daniel was raised up out of death into a new life by his faith in God. Three young boys named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew this faith. They were tossed into a fiery furnace that was so hot, the guards who threw them in died from the heat itself. They find themselves by faith in this fiery furnace and look around and there's a fourth among them. Maybe, perhaps, Jesus himself, but at least an angel of God or some sort of presence of God was with them, protecting them in the midst of the fire. And the only thing that burned were the bonds that held their hands and their feet. They came out of that fiery furnace because of their faith in God. And nothing, even not even a single hair on their body was singed. And they didn't even have any odor of smoke on their bodies. And they gave glory to the God of heaven. Because that God, our God, saved them and delivered them. Abraham knew this faith. He believed in God. That God would bless him with a son. Even though in, natural, in the natural world, him and his wife were too old to bear children. But God did it anyway, right? The promised son, Isaac, was born. And Isaac had Jacob. And Jacob had 12 sons. And those 12 sons became the 12 tribes of Israel. And Israel became a nation. And today, there are millions of descendants from this man, Abraham, because of his faith in God through one son, through Isaac. Gideon exercised his faith Instead of relying on the strength of 32,000 uh, soldiers, he had faith in God when God whittled his army down to only 300.
hundred men and equipped his army with only trumpets and jars. <laughs> and God led this small, minute army against an innumerable army of Midianites and defeated them because of the faith of Gideon in God, trusting in him. By faith, even Stephen, the first martyr of the early church, was focusing and seeing Jesus as stones were pelting his body and crushing his bones and taking his life. And with his last breath, he released and forgave those who were taking his life from him. That's faith. Wow, that's faith. Peter was in faith while he was sleeping in the jail between two soldiers bound by two chains. The night before Herod was going to have a trial that almost certainly was going to end in his execution. And an angel came and, and the chains fell off and the angel led him out of that jail and saved his life. Paul lived by faith after healing a crippled for life. This, this man was crippled his entire life since birth. The crowd turned on him later through some agitators and dragged him out of the city and stoned him, leaving him for dead. Some believe Paul was actually stoned to death. But his disciples gathered around him. And I believe they began to pray for him. And by faith, God restored life into Paul. He began to put bones back together. He began to heal uh, blood vessels and, and, and messed up organs and maybe even his cranium. Who knows? And God, and, and God raised Paul up. And the Bible simply says, Paul got up. Got up. He lived by faith. Rahab, though a prostitute and a foreigner, placed her faith in the one true God. And she was saved. And all of her family... And then she married a name, a Jewish man named Salmon, who had a son named Boaz, who had a son named Obed, who had a son named Jesse, who had a son named David, King David. And on and on that lineage went into the very Son of God, Jesus himself, came from that lineage. Can you imagine what a powerful redemption story Rahab has? Wow! <laughs> wow! What of Enoch, whose faith in God brought him to the very presence of God without even experiencing death? Some say he got so close to God, God just had to take him. <laughs> or Noah, whose faith sustained him for decades as he built this ark with uh, the critics surrounding him. For decades, he was building an ark, trusting in God, believing in God. And God used that ark to save not only Noah's family, but to save the human race, human race 2.0, by faith. In the midst of a fallen, broken world, Noah's faith saved him and sustained him for decades, some say maybe up to 70, 75 years it took Noah to build the ark. How about Jonah, who had run from God, found himself in the depths of despair, in the belly of the beast at the bottom of the ocean as far away as you can possibly be. And finally, he turned his attention to God. And in despair, he repented before God and cried out to him. And God heard his cry and spit him up on dry land, saved his life. You can't outrun God. 
Is there faith in your heart? Do you have faith in God? Jesus says, even if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, that's enough. Jesus says in Matthew, Mark 11, 22 to 26, have faith in God. I tell you the truth, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Right? So when, when you believe it in your heart and you say it without doubt, Jesus says that's faith. That's faith in motion. And you're speaking out my word. You're speaking out my promises and it will be done for you. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. As I conclude this message, I hope that faith is arising right now in your heart for whatever you're contending with, that you do not give up, but you turn it over to God. You trust in God. Faith in God can heal bones, break chains, protect you from the flames. Faith in God can shut the mouths of lions, change a legacy of brokenness, restore you and your whole family to God. Faith in God can birth the impossible, can split the sea, can move the mountain, can defeat death itself, and can defeat your enemy. With God, all things are possible. God made us. He's the creator. He created us. He hung the stars. He even named them. He has determined the boundaries of the sea. He commands the wind, the sun, the rain, the moon, the stars, and the mountains. God is the giver, sustainer, and he is the resurrection unto life for all who believe. God is the one who determines our days, and all things are possible through him. Have faith in God. Ask him. Trust in him. Believe in him. Pray to him. Jesus healed the leper. He healed the blind. He healed fevers. He cast out demons. He healed the deaf. He healed the mute. He healed the crippled. He healed the maimed. He healed every disease. He healed every sickness. He even raised the dead. Jesus calmed the sea. He shouted down the wind. He multiplied the bread and the fish. He made wine out of water. Is there anything he can't do? No. Have faith in God. Anything's possible to him who believes. Surely he can save you. Surely he can heal you. Surely he can deliver you. Surely he can rescue you. He can provide for you. He is your good shepherd. And under his care, you will lack no good thing. Have faith in him. His very name means salvation. And so, Jesus, we come to you right now, and I, I just join my heart with the one that's watching right now. I just join their cry, Lord, out to you, a cry of faith, a cry of believing and trusting in you for the, for the area, Lord, that we are believing for, for the area we're contending with right now, whether it's a physical or emotional or a financial or a relational or a mental issue. Jesus, we come to you right now and we trust in you. We release this into your hands and we speak out with our mouth. You are big enough. You are great enough. You are our healer. You are our deliverer. You are our provider. You are our God. You are the one who brings salvation. 
You are the one who makes a way where there can't be a way. And so, Jesus, we just proclaim our faith in you today. And we believe that you are going to show up and you are going to move on our behalf. Lord, we give this issue into your hands. We pray for a breakthrough in Jesus' name. We pray, God, that our faith will arise and it won't waver as we speak and as we move with your direction in this area of our life, that we will see your will be done, your kingdom come, your will be done in this area of our lives. In Jesus' name. We proclaim it. We believe it. And we're going to walk in it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope this encourages you. I hope you decide to just begin to just invest more and more of your time into the presence of God, into the Word of God, that your faith can grow, that you, you get faith from the Word, and that you begin to speak it and you begin to walk it out. Let's walk out this faith every single day. Well, may God bless you. Let me pray a blessing over you now uh, as we wrap this up, okay? And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in his name. Amen and amen. I believe it. Do you believe it? Amen. Go forth and walk in faith.